Hi, friends. Welcome to the Brave Enough Podcast. Grab some coffee, sit back, or enjoy your drive, and let's get authentic, real, and into the good stuff. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut, and I'm so excited to hang out with you today, where we're going to talk about life and work and all the messy stuff in between. So get ready. In Season 2, Episode 11, Sasha interviews Dr. Nana Corsaw. Dr. Corsaw is a telemedicine physician from Dallas, Texas. They discuss how there is hope during mid-career struggles. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Welcome to the Brave Enough Show. It is your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut, and I have the honor of having a wonderful colleague and woman in medicine on the show today, Dr. Nana Corsaw. She is a previous nephrologist, and that is, if you're listening and you're not in medicine, that is a physician who takes care of patients that have kidney disease. And she has a really interesting story that started from a place of burnout. And I think that it's something that all of us are going to be able to learn from today. And she really transitioned her career, and she's a really good example of someone who started out on one path and was brave enough to make a transition into a different career path. So I'm super excited and honored to have Dr. Corsa on the show today. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. You are one of my favorite virtual mentors. So it's a pleasure and honor to be on the show today. Oh, well, thank you. And I'm really, I'm really excited to have you on because I just finished recording a series about strategies to advance. In one of the episodes I talk about how often we find ourselves in on a career path or going towards a certain trajectory that we know is not the one that's meant for us, but we don't know how to get off of that path. And we're really terrified, especially as women, I think, to take risks in our career. And so I love what you're going to be talking to us about today and your story because you did exactly that. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm Dr. Nana Corsa, MD. I'm a former nephrologist turned telemedicine physician doing internal medicine. Prior to that, I doubled um, in locums as a hospitalist for about four years. And um, it's been quite a journey. And I started all of that because I felt burnt out about five years ago and decided to live my life differently. As far as medical school, I went to medical school at Rice State University School of Medicine. I did my undergrad at University of Miami and used to live in Indiana, recently moved to Dallas, Texas for the warm weather. (laughs) And I don't know about the warm weather. It's been cold out here, but (laughs) at least I don't have any snow. So that's good. (laughs) Yeah, that is good. I was actually just talking to someone yesterday morning from Dallas and I was saying how jealous I was of their warm weather. And she said, actually, it's 40 degrees right now. And I said, really? I had no idea it got that cold in Texas. Yes. I was clueless. It was 20s on Monday. Oh, so. my goodness. Yeah. She. Well, there you go. So, so. You went the traditional route of, you know, high achieving, pursued a career in internal medicine and then subspecialized in nephrology. What was your breaking point? Like what happened that made you say, I don't know what it's going to take, but I have to make a change. So about five years ago, you know, my kids were real little and my husband was in pharmacy school in another town in Indiana. 
and I was working 100-hour work weeks, and a typical day involved me waking up super early, like around 5 a.m., getting them to daycare, rounding in multiple hospitals, dialysis units, clinic, and then back to dialysis units, hospitals, and then home, (laughs) and basically get home and hide in my closet, dictating my notes while my kids are screaming so loudly. And then I'll go to work the next day and the transcriptionist is like, sorry, you have to do your notes again. It's just too crazy at your house. And it was just a total disaster. And I knew something had to change, but I wasn't sure what. And I was at my wit's end. So one day I was driving from one hospital to another and on the radio was... Uh, personal finance show by Dave Ramsey and he was coaching a woman who was in her 60s on her finances. She didn't know how much of a nest egg but that story gave me hope and that's when I had my aha moment and I thought to myself geez the life that I'm living now is really far from what I envisioned and I think the solution is to get my money in order so I could do things differently. And at that time, I still had my student loans with me. And like I always tell my friends, like medicine is like the mafia. Unless you had uh, a college fund, you're going to walk away with a lot of debt. So whether you want to leave or not, it's really hard to do that when you have hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. So... By hearing that, I thought, geez, there's hope. I can actually do this, get my finances in order and live life on my own terms without worrying about money. So that's where the seed was planted. And I started self-education by um, listening to podcasts, reading books, reading blogs, and watching YouTube videos. And by doing that, you know, I came up, it became clear that there was something called coaching, (laughs) which I had no idea existed. And if I wanted to do what I was trying to do faster, I needed to get a coach based on listening to podcasts. So one day I was listening to a podcast and a physician coach, Dr. Philippa Canelli, popped on there and I called her and the rest was history. She helped me figure out how to get um, my finances in order and also how to practice medicine in a non-traditional way. And so when I first started the whole process, I knew something had to change. I had no idea what that was going to be. But by going through the coaching and through trial and error now, I get to practice medicine on my own terms and I finally paid off my student loan debt. So it's not. (laughs) That's amazing. Yes. And that's something that I never thought I could do. But once I became aware that that was a possibility and there was a way of doing it, I became super aggressive and laser focused and Um, I had transitioned from nephrology to locums, and I just worked a lot of shifts with the aim of paying off. And once that was done, I was like, okay, good. Now I can cut back and work eight days a month instead of 21 days a month. 
And so that was really helpful. Well, I, I think that is, I think that you're, you know, what I hear when you describe this story of how you realize that you were stuck because you had all this debt and you, yet you were on the treadmill and not feeling any, you know, hope. I I heard like hopelessness, but you were able to see that you were the only person that was going to get you out of that situation and educating yourself through podcasts and through, uh, reading and blogs and listening and coaching and all of these things that you took upon yourself. That's so inspiring because I know that there are a lot of people listening who feel that similar stuck, you know, they just feel stuck in their, where, uh, wherever they are and they feel like it can't change. And sometimes that's work. Sometimes it's a relationship. Sometimes it's our own health. Like we feel stuck in this feeling of having to be unhealthy and this is just our life and we can't change it for whatever reason. But there was something in you that said, okay, I'm going to educate myself and I'm going to make these changes. And I find it really interesting that if you think about some of the most educated and smart, intelligent people on the planet are physicians. And yet we often find ourselves in these situations where we cannot see a solution, a way out. And it is, you're right, money is a huge part of it because we go to school for so long to become physicians. And then once we start practicing in medicine, we have this huge debt to, to pay back. And, and the only way to do that is to work and work and work and work, um, or so we are told, you know? And so if we don't have these kind of extra streams, or if we don't have the education to know, okay, I can pay down my debt. I can live this way and pay down my debt and then have more opportunities and to be able to take more risk. Um, we can, we can just totally become burned out. And so I think it's really inspiring to hear your story and how you, you know, you said, Oh, and then I didn't just like, I didn't listen to one podcast that changed my life, but it sounds like you went through a a year or so of deep introspection and change that you, that was motivated out of yourself. Like it came from within you. Absolutely. I think that spark happened when I heard that podcast and suddenly I had the awareness that there's a way out, I'm not stuck and there's a solution. And so I went, you know, chasing that solution and I was determined to do whatever it took to make it work because it's not, it's not easy, but it's totally worth it. Right. So yeah. how is your, how is your life different now? Describe like your day and your autonomy. Cause it sounds like now you have more autonomy than you had then. Yes. Yeah. My life is much different now. I, I have zero commute, right? I quit parts of medicine I didn't like anymore. So I'm not practicing nephrology anymore. And I transitioned out of it by doing locums. And then when I moved to Dallas, I decided to work from home instead. The kids at an age where I like to be with them more. So I get to work from home as a doctor. Um, I wake up at six, take the kids to school, come home, have my hour of power where I do exercise, um, prayer, meditation, play some good music. I love music. It really cheers me up. It makes me happy. And then after that, um, have breakfast and sit at my computer and see patients. 
doing telemedicine till noon and then have my lunch at noon to one. And then from one to two thirty ish, I do coaching. Um, I do financial life coaching for women physicians. And then from there, I go get my kids around three o'clock. They come home and we spend the rest of our time together. Um, we do homework, sometimes go to the park, eat dinner. They go to the extracurricular activities and I get to spend my evenings and nights with them. And all of that without having to sacrifice my, um, my career and my income and without having to sacrifice good quality life with them. So it's really worked out great. I'm like... Previously, when I used to wake up at 5 a.m., now I get to get up at 6.30-ish, and I get to fill my cup before I start my day, which having a self-care routine is really important. That's something that I did not have before that I'm so happy to have now. Well, I love, I mean, one of the things I love about your story, too, and the place that you are is that I think we often find ourselves in jobs that are impossible to have, uh, you know, adequate family time or work-life balance. And we think that the only way out is to just completely abandon that career, but that's not what you've done. You have created, uh, you're still in medicine. You're still able to take care of people. You're still able to use your education, your expertise to do, you know, to work to the highest level of your degree, which is amazing. At the same time, you are able to do what really, uh, you love, which is coaching women and in finances and spending time with your family and taking care of yourself. And I like that you have been able to do both of those things because I think that that just really demonstrates and educates us that we don't have to always pick one or the other. And I know for myself, when I started Brave Enough, I used to, I thought, oh, gosh, you know, does this mean I have to leave anesthesiology, which I love. I love being an anesthesiologist. And I, I thought, Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to choose one or the other. And it, it was a lot of internal conflict for a year or two where I thought I couldn't really conceptualize one or the other. I I was going to either have to quit brave enough or quit being a doctor. But the truth is that we don't have to do that. There's, if we're willing to get uncomfortable and we're willing to kind of weather the storm of figuring it out, (laughs) which is not easy, as you've said as well, you know, we, you don't have to leave medicine altogether. I totally agree. It doesn't have to be a dichotomy. Life has a lot of great areas and it's okay to explore those, um, and find what works for you. And I went through a similar thing where initially I contemplated walking away completely. Um, But in the end, because now I'm able to practice it the way I want it, I love it again, right? And I'm thriving in it. And although I'm working from home now, who knows? I might decide to do DPC or some other way of practicing medicine that will be on my own terms outside of the house eventually. Yeah. And I I love that. I love that you are open to change even in your future career, because I think that's where our, our fear about pursuing something different or even cutting back. You know, I talk to a lot of women that like what they do, but they're burned out because they're doing it too much. And 
you know, I always say, you know, even the sun burns if you get too much, right? Like there's too much of a good thing. There, there is such a thing. And, and, but yet there's this fear that if we cut back to 80% or 60% that we won't be taken as serious or we'll never be able to go back and work full time or pursue this leadership position or whatever it is that we want to do far off in the future. We just think so black and white about it. So how did you kind of change that mindset? I must admit working with my coach helped me with that because fear, fear is false evidence appearing real. Right. And I was also afraid that if I changed the way I practice medicine, maybe nobody would like to work with me or, you know, people are not going to like me or people are going to think I'm weird. Right. Right. However, my coach, when I, and even when I told my coach, I wanted to transition from nephrology to do hospice work. I was scared to tell her because I thought she was going to judge me. Right. So, but the thing is when I told her, she was like, give yourself permission to go for what you want. I mean, you only have one life. What do you have to lose? If you don't do anything a year from now, you have more of the same. And if you're happy with that, keep it. But if you're not, be brave. Go out there and explore. Um, and definitely getting my finances in order allowed me to explore without having so much fear. That I'm like, oh, worst case scenario, I'm still going to be okay financially. That was really important to me. Um, so I give myself permission to explore and the exploration and self-experimentation continues. I think it's as humans, when we grow, that's when we're the happiest. Yes. Um, yeah. So, and I, and don't you think that we all are, are made to, I mean, I, I'm a very spiritual person. I have a very strong faith and yeah. I truly believe that that every single one of us has something unique to bring to this world and we have unique attributes. And I think that when we don't, when we don't, um, really invest in our creative side, we may not go through life and that never happens, right? Like if we never invest in our unique traits that, that I think God has given us to lend to this world and that's to create things or to touch people or to connect people or to heal people or whatever it is. If we're, if we're so focused on, on just like walking the path that everyone else does, we don't get to share that with the world. And we, we miss out on that, like creativity. I know for myself, I have to have an avenue to create. Um, if I don't, I just will shrivel up. Absolutely. I am very deeply spiritual as well. And I believe that we all have a purpose for being on this planet, right? And when we strive to move to the center of God's purpose for our lives, that's when we thrive and that's when we change lives. Like your story, for example, like every time I listen to your podcasts and watch your videos, um, I just get inspired, right? And I want to be like you when I grow up (laughs) on many levels. (laughs) Oh, thank you. That's really sweet. You're welcome. And just because you stepped up and you were brave enough to do what you do, you have given hope to so many women, not just to me. Right? Well, thank you. You're welcome. Seriously. So, So that's the same thing. Like, I know 
that there's a purpose to my life. And at this very given moment, it's more about empowering other physician women to know that they are not stuck and burn out. It's just the beginning of the next chapter of your lives. It's not the end. Mm -hmm. Just like you came out of it a much better version of yourself and a version of yourself that has major impact that is available to all of us. Yes. And I, I just, I love your message of like that you are this really smart financial coach and you help other women, you know, help women do that, that need that help. And yet you also take, you have this other side of you that takes care of patients and you're also a mother. I think we often make ourselves and we do this to women do this to each other too. It's really interesting. We put each other in boxes like, Oh, she's a doctor. Oh, she's a mother. Oh, she's a, you know, she does this. She's a, she's a doctor. She's a lawyer. She's a teacher, or she's really into health or whatever we put. We like to put each other in boxes, but at the end of the day, it's, we can be so (laughs) multidimensional, right? And we can, and, and that has a space in our time and in our life. And we should give ourselves permission to do that. And I think when we do that opens up more opportunities for differences in job fit and different roles, you know, like it really bothers me that we have this kind of idea in medicine that to be a leader, you have to work full time. And I always think, well, actually it's probably the people that are working like 80% or 60% or 50% that probably would bring more energy to the position because they would have they're probably more like well-balanced and healthy and their mindset's probably healthier, <laughs> you yeah. know, that could lead in this area Absolutely. or take this on and do this thing. So I think we have to really start thinking differently in medicine on our roles and how we put people in boxes. Um, because I know for me, when I wanted to start brave enough, I was really, I, I like hid it. I hid style MD. I didn't talk about it with anybody at my work because I was terrified of how it would affect my academic reputation. And that's so yeah. crazy. Cause really at the basis of what I'm doing is helping women. So why is that ba- any different or, or why is that any worse than helping a patient? Right. But in my mind, I was like, these don't go together. I'm going to be judged. I got to hide it. And yet I am both of those things. You like, they're both very important to me. And so I think your story gives a lot of hope to women who are feeling exactly where you were and maybe feeling stuck. And maybe they're the breadwinner in their family. And they're like, I can't quit my job because I provide for my family. And I think the fact that you are really honest about how you did it and how you were able to get out of your, you know, pay off your debt so that you could have more autonomy and more work-life balance is just, it's really inspiring. So tell women that are listening, if someone's listening and they're like, I really want to hear about what the work she's doing and the coaches she's doing and the programs, tell us how we can find you. The easiest way to find me is on my website, www.mdworklifebalance.com. And also my um, business Facebook page is MD Work Life Balance by Nana Corsa MD. Those are the two places that you can find me. And on both places, I have a, a free gift that you can download on how I went from 
burnout to balance life um, and also some tips on how you can get your finances in order. Oh, that's awesome. So free yeah. things on your website to check out. Yes. And um, I know you have many businesses and many um, different streams of income and you have yes. free resources for women who may be in a similar situation where they feel stuck in their job and yet have significant debt that they have to pay off. And just to offer some hope and encouragement, um, any last words of wisdom? Um, give yourself permission to live the life that you envisioned. Give yourself permission to explore and uncover what it is that God put you on the planet to do. And it might not be easy, but it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. And what's the alternative? Just being stuck. Good news. You don't have to be stuck. You can get unstuck. And it all starts with you deciding to do the next best thing you can do to start getting unstuck. Whatever that is for you. I, I don't know. You know. So I think it. about it and take that first step. And by doing that, a journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. By taking that first step, more things will come up and then you can make changes as you go. That's what I did. I'm living a life that I never envisioned I will ever live. And it's because I took that first step and said, aha, I need to get my finances in order. And by doing that, more things opened up, more doors opened up and I walked through them. And that's what's led me here. I love that. I love it. And and there's so much hope in your message and in your story. Thank you for coming on the show and being brave enough to share with all of us the honest truth of, of how you came to this place that you are in now and how you did not have to leave medicine altogether, but you were able to create the life that you wanted that worked best for your own health and well-being and that of your family. And if you're listening today, I hope that we gave you some encouragement. I hope that you heard that there is hope if you're really struggling at work and you're burned out and you don't feel that there's a way out of the situation you're in, reach out, reach out to myself, reach out to Nana, and we will help you get back on your feet. And as always, live brave. This has been an HSG production. 